Life Audio. Faith Over Fear is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Thanks for listening to the Faith Over Fear podcast, where we address some of the obvious and not-so-obvious fears that many of us face every day. I'm Timmy Miller. And I'm Tammy Whitrock. And here at Holy Love Ministries, we are passionate about helping others discover, embrace, and live out who they are in Christ. We'd love to connect with you. Just visit our show notes to learn about one of our events, how to book one of our speakers for your next event, or simply to connect with us online. Hey everyone, Jennifer Slattery here, and I wanted to invite you to join one of Holy Love's upcoming book discussion groups. They're a great way for you to grow in your faith and build relationships with others right from the comfort of your home. We meet through Zoom and there is no cost to join. We will be discussing two books. One group will be discussing Scouting the Divine, Searching for God in Wine, Wool, and Wild Honey by Bible teacher Margaret Feinberg. And the other group will be discussing The Mindful Christian, Cultivating a Life of Intentionality, Openness, and Faith. Visit our website, holylove.com, to find out more and to register for one of these groups. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Today, we are continuing our series on some of the fears the disciples faced in their walk with Jesus. In this episode, we're talking about something that almost all of us can relate to. What will others think about the company I keep? Oh, what will others think? I definitely know I can relate to this because I've had that thought many times. And I think a good place for us to start, because this is a big topic to tackle, is let's look at our inner circle. Maybe those five closest people that you live your life with. I am sure you have deep relationships with them because there's a lot in common. You gravitate, I gravitate to those people who have common interests. Maybe they live in the same neighborhood, from the same family or beliefs. 
And that to me just is easy. But what happens when we encounter those who live drastically different from us? That's where stuff gets real. You know, maybe their core values or their beliefs are different, or you have those non-negotiables in your life that you're just not willing to budge on, but they believe something totally different. What do we do then? Because I think that's when the big question pops into our mind. Ooh, what are we afraid might happen if we're in their company? And that's what we're going to tackle today. I know I sometimes think, ooh, will I be rejected? Or will I be criticized? And then sometimes I look at myself as a Christian, Kimmy, and I think, all right, are people going to see me as too religious? Mm. Or what about other believers? Well, they think, ooh, I thought you were a Christian. Why are you with them? Have you ever experienced that? Yes. In fact, a few years ago, I had an opportunity to go visit a childhood friend who I had not seen in years. And her view of marriage is very different from mine. And I knew this going out there. And I did have this hesitation of what Mm. will my church friends think about me going and staying with my childhood friend? And in that moment, you know, you have to make a decision, right? What are you going to do? And so I went out to California. I stayed with my friend. And and please know that she also knew where I stood Mm. as a follower of Jesus. So I think there was fear on both of our parts. My initial fear was, will she reject me? knowing that I love Jesus. And her fear was, will I reject her because I love Jesus? And so in the end, we had the best time together. And when it was time to say goodbye, she, we were both in tears. And I remember her saying to me, you know, Kimmy, I was so afraid when you were coming out and would we be able to connect? Would we have anything in common? But I just knew you were going to be one of the good God people. No, that's true. But yeah, I know that she felt loved. Yeah. Right. And but in those situations, there's there's a little bit of risk. Right. Absolutely. And like, what again, are we going to be rejected? Will we be criticized? How will we be received? Mm-hmm. And I think the disciples themselves could relate to a lot of that following Jesus. Right. It really makes me think of this thought I had. Okay, go back to the 90s with me. It's not really spiritual, but I do think it's practical. The bracelets that said WWJD on them. All right, right. What would Jesus do? Because like you said, we've all had those situations where I don't know if there is a right or wrong. It's a, God, what will you have me do? And I love that whatever Jesus did, there was one motive and it was love. Love drove him from places and it drove him to places. And I think that's where we all need to stand is looking through the eyes of Jesus. Tell me what you see. And I think a really great place to start with this is in Luke chapter 5, 29 through 32. Kimmy, will you read that for us? Yes. Okay. Starting verse 29. Then Levi, now remember, Levi's Matthew. Yes. Okay. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to his disciples, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Okay, I love this story for so many reasons. I like to picture Jesus just sitting there chilling with his people. He's eating, he's drinking with them, enjoying time and conversation with them. And it takes me back to our dining room tables. 
who sits at your table for you? Well, you only got a couple there now, but it's our family (laughs) members, right? right? I've got six of us. It's your close family, maybe extended family or those friends you're really close to. Because I know at our table, there's just some deep conversations that happen. There's something intimate about sharing a meal with someone. And that was important to Jesus too. So many great conversations had were had around that table. Right. But here's the thing. At Levi's table, (laughs) there were sinners and tax collectors. They had a label, right? So why were the people around his table such a big deal, Tammy? Well, you got a lot going against these tax collectors. I mean, we see them all throughout the Bible, but here's the truth of what people in society thought of them. Number one, they were taking their hard-earned money. Nobody likes people who mess with your money, right? We can relate to that. Also, they were giving to a system, the Roman system, the government and the people who they absolutely despised. They didn't agree with them. And then they were watching all their hard-earned money go to the Romans. And then also the tax collectors, they were the one taking their little share off the top. And most of the time, they were living a more luxurious, better life than the people who were working for the government. And so they had a lot going against them. To So to share a meal and a table with them, was just like, why would we ever want to be doing this? Right. Would Jesus want to do this? Right. And so this is why the Pharisees and the scribes, they come up to the disciples. Yeah. Right. And they say, why do you eat with tax collectors and sinners? And what do we hear? (laughs) I don't hear the disciples respond. Can you imagine? Put yourself in their shoes. They're thinking, what should we say? What do we say? Jesus, are you going to answer this for us? But The Pharisees weren't addressing Jesus, right? They were trying to trick Jesus. And so, but of course, we know that Jesus wouldn't stand for it. So he pipes up and says a few things. But I can imagine what the disciples were thinking, like flight, fight, or freeze. How many got up from the table, excuse himself to the bathroom? (laughs) Or how many just stuck their mashed potatoes in their face? I mean, what do you do when you don't have the answer? Right. Well, and then there's the fear. Right. It steps right in, right? It's that fear of man, that fear of what will they think and what's what does this say about me? Right. And because they were scholars, the Pharisees. So the disciples assumed, well, they probably have the right answer. How do we respond? That's correct. Right. So yeah. they don't respond. But we have no record of them responding, but we do have someone's response, which you've already said. Yes. It's Jesus. And what I love when he responds is he comes back with these truth bombs and he says, it's not for the healthy that he comes for who need the doctor, but it's for the sick. And what we see here is Jesus wasn't saying that the Pharisees and the scribes didn't need a doctor, but they were kind of excluding themselves saying, well, we don't need to be healed. We we already know that we have it Right. right. But Jesus was saying, I came so that I could help others and those who need help, I'm here. And so that's what we see happening. We also know that Jesus wasn't too concerned with the Pharisees and the scribes were thinking who he was focused on in that table was the hearts of the people that were right in front of him saying, they've come to me and now I want to give them something that they can take with them and be changed forever. Right. That's where his focus was. Always, always. And it's still that focus for us. Right. Right. And so I think, so what does that mean for us? How do we love like that when we have this fear in the background? One of the biggest things is getting that lie out of our head. What will people think? And ultimately, it just doesn't matter. Because like we've talked about, guess what? Sometimes you will be rejected, right? That's not a promise that you won't be, but it just doesn't matter. What matters is God's heart and us being vessels to let his love be in the presence of other people. Right. Yeah.
And I think, you know, that's really what the disciples did, right? All they were ever doing is following after Jesus, right? Right. The cool thing is, while we don't have the what would Jesus do bracelet, we do each have Jesus. We have that gift of the Holy Spirit that we can say, hey, what would you have us do in this situation? And he can see insight. He can see heart. He can see motive. And he can guide us through those sticky situations of sin. He knows the outcome and he knows the best result. And I love that. Right. And I think that's the truth. That's what we have to believe. And that's really that's humility, right? That's saying, Jesus, I don't know, but I trust that you do. And so I'm going to do what you've called me to do. And I think we have to start with prayer, right? Right. Like you said, those bracelets were, they were such great reminders. Such great reminders. <laughs> right. I think we should bring them back. Yes. Bring them back. <laughs> but what would Jesus do? And then we follow up that prayer with, what would you have me do? Mm. You know? And I That's- think remembering what you said, he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world, meaning... I have the power of Holy Spirit within me. I'm not doing it alone. Right. I'm not doing it alone. And if I'm afraid, that's okay. Absolutely. (laughs) Jesus said, he never said you won't be afraid, but he said, do not fear. Right. Do not fear. So I think to remember that truth that we have the power of Holy Spirit to pray, Jesus, what would you do? And what would you have me do? And then here's the thing. Have others pray for you too. Mm. You know, there's such power in prayer. Yeah, or two or more gathered, right? Just thinking like, hey, this situation is important. So Lord, we're going to bring it together and ask for clarity on what you'll have us do. And you know, you you touched on it. What would you have me do? And this is always the part that has me nervous because what is required out of that answer is our obedience. Right, right. You know, sometimes it might not always be, oh, it feels absolutely fabulous. I'm ready to go. You might be in a situation where you're trembling, doing what God has asked you to do. And that's okay. Because when we are afraid, he's He's faithful to say, I am with you. You're not going about this alone. That Holy Spirit will go with us. He will go before us. And here's what we have to remember as humans is that the situation is not dependent on our presence, about us being there or not. It's dependent on His. Yeah. So if we can just be his hands and feet and just take ourselves in there to love, even if we say nothing, just being there allows him to be there. And I love that feeling. Woo, take the pressure off yourself, <laughs> right? And right. we have to remind ourselves of that. Yep, absolutely. Well, Tammy, would you close us in prayer today? Yeah. Lord, I just thank you so much for your faithfulness. I thank you that you have created this relationship that's unique to us, that you want to use us. You want us to be your hands and feet on this earth. And God, I pray for those who are going through situations right now, and they're just saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the right thing is. Lord, will you meet them in those moments? Will you speak your words of love to them? And will you give them direction and clarity to be your hands and feet and to be your heart throughout this world to a people who so need your presence? God, may we be reminded it is not about us and that it is not dependent on us, but it's all about you. We thank you for your faithfulness and we just ask, Holy Spirit, will you fill us with a God-sized faith that knows that greater are you in us than he who is in the world. We love you, Lord, so very much. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. I hope that today on this episode, it deepened your understanding of God and helped you rest more fully in His grace. If you haven't already done so, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. That way you don't miss a single episode. And be sure to share it on social media. And we'd be encouraged too if you would rate it. 
This helps others to find it. And until next time, may you live with the courage of one who has truly been set free. Faith Over Fear is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hi, friend. Are you stressed, maybe even worried about so many needs around you that you've forgotten you are worth taking care of, too? Well, I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stressless Podcast. I want to invite you to join me as I share practical tips based on science, inspired by God's Word, to help you spark joy and restore God's peace and love to your soul. Subscribe now and go to lifeaudio.com.